How we doing, y'all? Awesome. Hey, if you are on our senior panel, if you'll go ahead and join us up here. Yeah, let's see. Awesome. Great, Anna. Yeah, okay. It's like, it's like, are we missing somebody? Like, what happened? Awesome. Look, I'm going to get you to hold this mic for a second, if you will. So, so Awesome. Wait, well, hey, hope you guys are doing well. So um, as you know, uh, tonight we're having our senior night. Um, this is a really exciting, one of my favorite nights of the year where we get to hear from uh, some of our graduating seniors and some of the ways they've grown, uh, what the Lord has done in them and through them during their time here. And so I'm looking forward uh, to this. But even before we get into uh, all of uh, this and all the questions we have for them tonight. I know we have a few people who are here that are graduating that aren't on this panel. So I want to recognize y'all. So if, you, if you're a senior that's uh, not up here already, would you stand up so we can know you're, you're graduating? And so I know we got a few. So hey, don't be, don't be uh, ashamed. So awesome. Lauren. Awesome. Awesome. Well, good deal. So we're going to pray for all y'all at some point at, at a little bit later tonight, so we won't leave you out. But some of y'all are going to be around for a bit, and so we're trying to focus on mainly the ones who won't be here with us anymore, because some of y'all are all smart and doing graduate, graduate school, or some of y'all are graduating from graduate school, so you, smart people. So, um, But we're going to start tonight, and I just want um, all these people to just go down and say who they are, uh, where they're from, and what else do y'all want to tell us about yourselves tonight? So, no, I'm kidding. Now, how about, your, how about who you are, what you're graduating in, and your hometown? Sound good? All right, uh, my name is Logan Jordan. Um, I am graduating waiting with my MBA. I uh, got my undergrad in CS uh, here as well. And uh, my hometown is Columbus, Ohio. My name is Nick Schwartz. I'm graduating with a double major in economics and finance. And I'm also from Columbus, Ohio. I followed him, so. <laughs> Hello, my name is Caitlin. I'm from Houston, Texas. And I'm graduating in secondary education, like social sciences and history. My name is Shelby Rhodes. I'm from Dothan, Alabama, and my major is Human Development and Family Studies with a concentration in Child Life. My name is Heather Willey. I'm from Birmingham, Alabama, and I'm graduating with a marketing degree. My name is Micah Solly. I'm graduating in Mechanical Engineering, and I am from a small town called Borgard, Alabama, so basically Auburn area for nobody who knows where that is. <laughs> He tries to avoid the, the Auburn word, if he can, around here. <laughs> Heather, is your last name Willie? Yeah. I've been saying your last name wrong the entire time you've been here. It's, it's, I thought it was Wiley. All right, I love it. All right. Man, things you learn at senior night, you've been pronouncing someone's name wrong the entire time they've been here. So I feel like a great college pastor now. So, okay. Awesome. Well, now that you know who they are, which I know you, many of you already know who they are, but um, we have some questions tonight, and I got them to answer these ahead of time, and y'all should know this is always like 4D chess, trying to figure out who's going to answer some of these questions, and so all your answers were fantastic. You're all just great people, but I can't get you to answer all the questions. We'd be here for a long time. So uh, this first question is going to be for Shelby, Logan, and Caitlin. Tell us, what has been your favorite college memory? Any order. Sorry, I realized that there was only one mic, and I was like, why am I looking around at these people to <laughs> yeah, see yeah. who's going he's, first? He's got a baton it tonight. No, literally. Baton it. Okay, it's fine. Yeah. Um, I'm going to look at my phone because I don't want to forget any of the wonderful thoughts that came from up here. Um, so, favorite college memory. Um, I think one of the biggest things that I will look back on college and 
really be grateful for is leading a journey group. And for any of you non-BCMers in the room, that is a small group. It's just a Bible study. Um, And so looking back on that and seeing that God was able to use my time as a journey group leader as a way to mold me and shape me into a leader, but also to show me the passion that I have for leading women and walking alongside them in life. Um, It was a passion I didn't really know that I had, but being able to learn that and God using that is something I'm so grateful for. And then also, I mean, who doesn't love football? You know what I'm saying? Like football games, my dudes, and just all things Alberta, because what a place, am I right? And yeah, just hanging with my pals and doing fun things that college students do. Yeah, cool. Cool. Um, if y'all had asked me freshman year this question, I'd have told you some crazy things like, you know, climbing on roofs and um, staying after hours in libraries, feeding my friends watermelon I found in a parking lot. You know, just fun things like that, casual. Um, but I really mellowed out in my old age. Um, and so um, some of my favorite memories um, are really kind of like what Shelby was saying, just hanging with my pals, coming to Alberta. Um, I love to watch Survivor. Survivor nights are, that's where it's at. Um, The Pride and Prejudice game. I also love Julie's chicken pot pie. Those are, yeah, some of my most fond, fond memories. So yeah, for me, um, I think one of my favorite uh, memories of college was freshman year. Um, There was a group of people in my dorm, there were probably like 15 of us or so, who every Sunday we would do like a Sunday night dinner where a different person would cook something that they knew how to cook. We were freshmen, didn't have a lot of resources, but we, we somehow pulled some stuff together. It was great. I ordered pizza one night for people. That was, that was fun. But um, yeah, we just like took that time. It was people for, that we knew from classes, that we knew from our dorm, roommates, all that different stuff, just a hodgepodge of different people. Some um, like went to church with, some had never darkened the doors of a church before. And so that was a really great experience to just have that diverse amount of people all coming together, hanging out, and also had a, like a lot of good um, just gospel conversations with those people uh, freshman year just by getting to know them. So it's one of my favorite memories. Awesome. I love it. All right. Next question is for Micah, Shelby, Logan, and Heather. All right. So this one is, what's one of the biggest lessons that you learned while you were in college? I still have the mic, so <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk twice. Um, so one of the biggest lessons I learned um, was just to listen uh, to people. Um, coming into college, I was very much um, kind of entrenched in a very legalistic mindset. Like, you know, you do this and that, and God's happy with you, and the people around you will be happy with you. Um, Got to college, met a lot of different people that didn't think that way, didn't have that same life experience, you know, weren't Christians, didn't grow up with that, and just very quickly realized that that mindset wasn't going to fly. I wasn't going to make friends if I was constantly, you know, giving people judgmental looks and not... um, you know, just being kind uh, when when people came to me with stuff. And so just learning to listen, to understand why people did what they did, said what they said, um, and who th- they were, and just listen to, to try to understand that was very helpful in terms of making friends, yes, but then also being able to, like, reach people with the gospel um, and being able to have those conversations and have those deeper conversations with people that you just don't get if you're, you know, shooting them dirty licks across the room. So let me start by saying that 
what I've learned in college is something that I kind of look back on my answer and I'm like, you know, this is something that you think that I would know. Um, but when you move away from your family and, you know, all that you've known in your hometown and you come here, you learn things for yourself. So um, I think the biggest thing that I learned in college is that he who promised is faithful. Um, a verse that is so impressed upon my heart just for this season and for the past four years of my life is Romans eight thirty two, and it says, he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not give us all things? And so when I came into college, I knew what I wanted to be and what I wanted to do. And you notice that I say the word I a lot. And I had no backup plans and I was set on what I wanted for myself. And God laughed and he said, oh, just you wait, sister, it's about to get wild. Um, and so now I'm in a major that I never thought I would be in. I mean, when I was in high school, I was like, I'll never work in the healthcare system, ew, hospitals, and like now here I am. Um, going to work in a hospital. So just to know and look back on this season of my life and know that God has been faithful. And when I moved, he stayed the same. And whenever I didn't pray and I was angry with him or when I thought that I had to focus all on my efforts and all on my schoolwork and it was all about me and what I could do, God in his goodness looked at me and said, if you'll just sit still, if you'll just stop running, around, you'll see that I don't love you because you're good. I love you because I'm good and that's enough. And just to know that if I would have just stopped doing all of that stuff, um, I would have learned that. And I, and I have learned that now to know that God loves me in his goodness and not my own. And it's been some twists and turns. There have been some hard moments, just like I'm sure all of you have been through hard moments while you've been here, but God is faithful and he's brought me through things that I and myself could have never brought myself through. So, yeah. Um, mine kind of goes along with that. So mine was that everyone struggles in college and in life in general, but like you are never the only one struggling with anything. So... I went, when I started at a small Baptist school and transferred here, and uh, I remember sitting there in like a, like a small group setting, and they were like, okay guys, now we're gonna talk about our highs and lows. And so we went around, and like everybody's high was like, oh my gosh, I had so much fun this week. And then everybody's low was like, I have homework, and it's hard. And I was like, like you're struggling with something else and like no one was ever willing to talk about anything they were struggling with because they were a Christian they had to keep up this I'm perfect persona and that is not good so everybody struggles with something you are never alone the devil loves to use that you like making you feel like you're alone so you feel horrible and powerless and that's not the case so just remember everybody struggles with something and um, tell people, um, if you find somebody that you trust, like talk to them because it can be good for you because you get it off your chest and you have somebody who can hold you accountable. And then it could be good for them because maybe they think they're the only one struggling too. So yes, that is, that is one of the biggest lessons I learned. So I do not remember fully what I told Kyle last night when I wrote this down. Um, so we'll give, we'll give a, a brief synopsis of it, but 
I would say the biggest thing I learned um, while in college was that there were so many things and there is things that are so much more important than college while you were in college. Um, and I made this disclaimer as well. Th this is not to say that you should just blow off school and do what you want. That's not at all what I mean of that. You gotta be a good steward. You gotta you know, do the work that's been put in front of you, but don't idolize your grades. Don't idolize the work that you're doing. Um, it's a good gift and it's a good thing that you should use, but there is so much going on around us that is uh, worth so much more than just pouring yourself into grades and staying up all night and missing events and you know putting God aside so that you can get your last homework or lab done. For me, it was labs. I'm like, I would stay up until midnight working on, I, say, I know I say midnight and it's like y'all's normal bedtime. I'm old. Um, <laughs> just staying up late to try to you know finish this last thing and missing the opportunities that I had to just fellowship with other believers to grow in my faith. Um, and so it's just that idea that like, when you start to prioritize God over the things that are you know, secondary in your life, you begin to see like the other things kind of fall into place because you're chasing after the thing that we're designed to chase after. You can't find satisfaction in grades because that's not what we're designed to be satisfied in. We're designed to be satisfied in God and God alone. Um, and so when I really began to live on that, uh, the motto kind of like, I will never regret spending more time with God than on school work, but I will always regret giving up opportunities to grow in my faith or to share my faith or to just be with other believers. I will always regret giving that up to do something like school. Um, I think that's something that's also going to apply in work as well. Like there's so many things around us that can be distractions of, you know, this is the most important thing. And, we, and people tell us that all the time. People, I mean, I can I lose count of the number of people who are told me when I was coming here. Now, when you're in college, the most important thing in your life is college. You got to focus on that. Don't let anything else distract you. And that's just blasphemy. That's just garbage. Um, you will drive yourself into the ground and be absolutely miserable for the rest of your life if you treat it like this is the only thing there is. Um, God is so much bigger than this four years, five years, six years, whatever, it, 10 years if you're Alan, I guess. Um, that's his running joke. But um, He's getting his doctorate, so he's got... Uh, yeah, the disclaimer, he is grad school, not just here for fun for 10 years. That would be awful. But uh, yeah, so like don't don't focus so much and kill yourself over the grades when like you have the opportunity to be joyful in Christ. And you'll, just, you'll find so much more satisfaction. It helps you. That's the only way to let go of the anxiety and the stress that comes with it is to give it up to God. And so like, you're just digging yourself into a deeper and deeper hole when you try to treat college as like this idol in your life. So there are more important things and find them and do them and enjoy them. That's good. All right, this next question is for Shelby, Nick, Heather, and Caitlin. It's how have you grown spiritually while in college? Um, so I'm trying to remember how I put it when I sent it in the, my answer. I'm sorry. I'm going to probably stumble through this a little bit. But basically, I read the question and then had this like vivid memory pop into my mind. And you know, like when you're like hit in the face with cringe and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't handle this. Yeah. Um, so when I was a senior in high school, I remember having a conversation with someone and I was like, hey, are you a Christian? And they were like, no. And I was like, well, you should be. And that was it. And I am so sorry for life. Um, but yeah, so I guess I learned to, I took a gap year and um, went and trained in Dallas. Yeah, that same person took a gap year and went and trained in Dallas and spent a semester in South Africa planting a church. So there's hope for everyone. Um, but I uh, 
through that had learned how to like listen to other people and empathize with them and see, cause I just couldn't fathom not believing in Jesus. Like it wasn't like something that really crossed my mind at that point in my life. So I was like listening to where they were coming from and like what they were actually saying and um, being able to like empathize and like respectfully talk with them um, was, was something huge that I learned throughout my, my college career. So I learned a lot about spiritual discipline and prayer in college. And kind of my answer to this question goes along with my answer to the last question. Um, So when I was growing up, I had a very, let's just say, merit-based system in my mind of what a good walk with Jesus looked like. What does a good Christian look like? Now, I hate that term. Let's just be real. Um, So... Anyways, um, when I was growing up, I caught myself in this system of how good of a daughter can I be? How good of a friend can I be? How good of a Christian can I be? How good of a student can I be? And before you knew it, I was drowning in this system I'd created for myself of how good can I be? Will I ever be good enough? And yeah, that's a little heavy to say out loud. I just realized that um, as it came out. But I mean, it's true. I created that for myself and I was in a church where I kind of, I'm not going to blame them, but it kind of fostered this environment of like, let's see how many boxes we can check off, right? And so when I came into college, I had this mindset of how good can I be? You know, what does a good Christian look like? Well, if I do all these things, God will love me more. And if I don't do all these things, God will love me less. And so that mindset... Um, I went to a really hard time in my life my sophomore year. And so that mindset definitely came crashing down on top of me um, because there was a time in my life where I was, if I'm being honest, I was really angry with God and I didn't talk to him for that semester. Um, And that's hard for me to admit to a room of people, especially people that I go to church with, that I just didn't talk to God for a full semester because I was angry with him, but that's the truth. And so then I'm, here I am, I've not talked to God for, you know, six, seven months, and I'm stuck because this whole time I've come up with a system of, well, if I pray more, read my Bible more, do all these things, God will love me. And I didn't do those things, so now I think that God doesn't love me. Um, And so I never really thought about it in a way of, like, God is just wanting communion with us. He just wants time with his children. Um, I'd always heard the story of the prodigal son. I always knew I could come back to God, but I'd never been in a situation where I actually had to come back. Um, And so going through that and growing through that, knowing that God just wants us, he just wants our heart, and he just wants not the sacrifices of our running around and trying to be good enough, but the sacrifice of our time and of our life and of our love for him. And if we stand in willing obedience to him and we just simply come back, he's waiting with open arms. And so God didn't love me any less than for what I didn't do. And he doesn't love me anymore now because our relationship is stronger. And so knowing that really strengthened my prayer life and just like my want to, to read the Bible. And so just knowing that God is waiting and God just wants me in my heart and not that I have to be good enough for him is really helped me like in all those spiritual disciplines and spending time with him.
cool. For me, I guess like in college, God has become just so much more real to me. Um, I think like I grew up going to church um, and I like would read a chapter of the Bible before I fell asleep each night because that's what I was supposed to do. Um, but just like coming here and, and getting to hear like Kyle and, and these, these small group leaders that pour into me and like tell me about their, their relationship with Jesus. It was so real to them. He was so real to them. He was someone they wanted to get to know. I was like, how do you get to know God? Like, what does that even mean? Like, he doesn't talk back. Like, what are you talking about? Um, and so, and kind of like what Shelby was saying about spiritual disciplines, like actually like spending time reading the Bible and trying to understand it and asking questions and learning, like it's okay to ask questions, to not understand things. Um, and then like to, to journal, to write things out, to start to process and, and think about what are things I'm confused about? What are things I'm going through? What are my emotions? What are my feelings? Um, and I think kind of going along with that, I like, oh, oh yes, yes. Um, be like also like to know that I can come before God. Like he knows my heart. He knows my questions and my frustrations. And I can tell him that he already knows it. And he sees that and he still loves me, right? Like I feel like sometimes we feel like we can't come to him with those things. Um, and to also know that we can tell tell somebody that you trust those. I loved what Heather and Shelby said about that. Um, I know like end of my COVID summer and then a little bit into the fall, like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what else to call it. Last summer, I guess that's an okay one way to say. Um, but I was just in such a funk. And I was like, I don't feel close to God. I don't feel anything. I don't feel like my prayers or my reading my Bible. I feel like nothing of, of this is working. I was a camp counselor at the time too. And so I'm telling these kids these things that I just like, I'm like, is this true? Do I feel this? Do I know this? And just like going through that season. Um, and I feel like I couldn't tell anybody that I felt this way. Cause I was like, I'm, I'm a camp counselor. Like I, I have to believe this is my job to tell them the gospel. Right. Um, and so, so it was like months and I finally called a friend, like I met here actually, and I like just bawled on the phone and I was like, I just feel it and told her all, just all this stuff like I felt like I couldn't say. Um, and for her to say, hey, like I've been there, that's real. Um, and her to look at me and say like, it's okay, like, and look like, and I think through all that, just to know that um, there's this song, it's like, I have decided to follow Jesus. I won't sing it for you because I can't sing. Um, but <laughs> that song um, has just like been in my head so much lately, just like that choice. Like he is like the rock that I stand on. And like, even when I don't feel it, even when I feel overwhelmed or confused or frustrated or, or just like, I don't know, like, I, I'm like, what's the point anymore? That, 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 like that choice, like I am committed. Like I want to follow Jesus even when I don't feel it. And I'm gonna stand here and I'm gonna keep doing it even if it doesn't um, feel anything. Yeah, so that's my, my spiel. I think that's everything. So, so in summary, um, talk to God, tell him the things and, and find someone you trust and you can tell them those things too. Yes. Awesome. So I've been debating on how exactly to go about saying what I want to say because it is a story that goes back a very, very long time. But if I could boil down what I've learned spiritually in college, if I could boil it down to one word, I believe that it would be perspective. Now, what do, exactly do I mean by that? Well, to give you a little background, a little story, if you will, my sophomore year was also really, really tough. It, it was a time when I was just broken down to my core. I did not know who I was, who I was supposed to be. I had no idea why I was even where I was. I, I didn't know, you know? The only thing that I could really do was do the best I could do in my classes and hope that was enough. And 
one of the things that I did as well was I tried to literally tie my identity into those grades, into how I did. My relationships with my roommates at the time, it was not very good. My relationships with my roommates, it was, it was <laughs> looking back on it, it was really, really terrible. And, and one of the things that really, one of the reasons why that was, was because I was not focusing on the right things. I did not have the right perspective on how to approach, how to approach um, my relationships with other people and how to approach school. So one, one day actually, it was, it was the day before Easter. So <laughs> it, it was pretty cool. It was, it was good timing. Um, I, I stayed up so late. I was really, really struggling. I was doing terrible in a class, the most terrible that I had ever done. And I was thinking of how in the world could I get myself out of that hole? And I'm not sure if you've ever felt this, where your entire mind fills up with one thing and you can only focus on that one thing and nothing else, nothing else at all. So that's what I was focusing on. I was focusing on that grade, that, that spot on my record, if you will. And in that moment, another thought completely flooded my brain and it was, it was just, what about me? What about God? And in that moment at two in the morning when I couldn't sleep, I just broke down into tears because I realized that I had the wrong perspective. And, you know, it, it, that has manifested itself time and time again over the months and over the semesters and how God has laid on my heart that I don't have the right perspective. I need to follow him. I need to put him first. And what that means is not don't do well in classes. It doesn't mean, you know, don't focus on your relationships with other people. It means put him first. Have him be the foundation on which you build your life. And in doing that, that is the right perspective to have in which everything else that builds up from there is not your own doing, but it's his. And that's, I think, what really sums up what I've learned, at least in part, um, spiritually over my time in college. So... Yeah. Awesome. Man, that's good. All the freshmen in here are all nervous. Their sophomore year is going to be really rough now because <laughs> y'all talked about that. Hey, it happens. Everyone has one hard year. <clears throat> yeah, as long as they know it's coming now. Yeah. <laughs> all right, next question. This is for uh, Micah, Caitlin, and Nick. Uh, if you had one more year at UA, one more year in Tuscaloosa, what would you do differently? So I, I have the mic again, so I'll, <laughs> I'll just piggyback off of kind of my thought process as I was answering Kyle's questions last night. And the first thing I thought of was, I wish that I went down to the Riverwalk and watched the sunset more. And that, I was just thinking like, that, that's, where, that's where I went down the, the day after uh, God had laid that on, on my heart at two in the morning. <laughs> you know, I, that, later that day and, and that evening, I went down and I watched the sunset and I just was praying and, and just pouring out my heart to God. And it was, that is one of the best memories that I have actually of college where it was just completely 
I was completely open to, to God. Nothing was hidden. I didn't care at all, you know, what, what I, what I wanted to hold on to. So anyway, I guess the thought would be go down and watch the sunset more, go down and, and experience God's creation and pray and, and be close to him in those ways. Find that place. And, and that's, um, that's what I wish I did more and, and just focused on, on God's will for my life as well. Focus on God's will for my life more and more and focus on how he, um, what he wants me to do and how I can go forth and, and bless the people around me. And um, yeah, that's what I would do differently. So. Um, cool. <laughs> it's funny. When I sent Kyle my answers, this one said, IDK, spend more time with people, question <laughs> mark. Um, so, but I've, I've revised it. I have a really good answer for you now. Um, but I think something that I'd wish I'd done better this year, and if I had another year I would do, um, is just to like be more diligent with my time. Um, I feel like I was like, it's my senior year. I get to do what I want. Who do I want to spend time with? Like, what do I want to do? Oh, I do that? Yeah, for sure. And so it's just very like, and it was very fun. I had a great time. Um, but very, like, me-centered, like, what uh, makes me happy. And a lot of times, like, that meant my quiet times fell, like, way to the wayside. So I'd be, like, up till however late and then hanging out with people. And I'm like, I got to go back to bed. Um, and so just to, like, like, know that, like, every year and every time in your life, you're going to be busy. Like, that doesn't just go away. Um, so make time for that. That's important. And um, oh, there's another thing. But it's gone. Anyways. Spend time with people, too. That's really important. And go to the Arboretum. That's a great place, too. Uh, yeah, so when Kyle sent me this question, um, not nice thoughts popped in my head, so I'm going to clarify why at first. Um, so there was two answers I had to this one. The first one was if I could do either my first year or like my early years over again, or if I had another year at the beginning, the one thing I would definitely do is break out of the college ministry bubble faster. Uh, we can get very isolated in here, and this is not like college ministry is great. This has a great purpose. You can do a whole lot here, but that is a fantastic church up there, and there are some people in there who are really solid, who have spoken such wisdom and just given me so much direction in my life, and I spent like two years not knowing anyone who wasn't over the age, of, like who wasn't under the age of like 20. And that was really dumb of me. Um, so I would say definitely like find a ministry that is not college specific and do that and meet people in the church. Um, for me, it was choir, but we aren't doing that right now. But um, like we have the handyman ministry. I know some of y'all have been helping out with that. Um, boys and girls clubs, just things like that. So you can get involved with people in the church who are not college students or, you know, like teaching, don't say like, oh, I talked to David Turner. He's here in the college ministry. That doesn't count. Like talk to people who are outside of the college ministry and get to know them. Um, that's what I would have done differently. But if I had to add it on to the end of the end of my five-year career in college, um, I would be very unhappy. I'm ready to graduate very much so <laughs> in two weeks. Um, I've been here for a long time. I've co-opted twice. And so like I have been Every other semester has been shifting back and forth, and so it's been a long time. But if I had to, had to stay for another year, and this, I, I, I was doing grad, like my, my idea was grad school when I was a freshman, silly freshman me. Um, yeah, that was not that's not in my plan. Um, if I had to stay for another year, I would probably say do more intramural sports. Um, the non spiritual answer. I did one 
semester, I did uh, beach volleyball in the summer, which if you were taking any summer classes, beach volleyball is so much fun to do intramural sports. Um, we were terrible to start off. I think we won one game at the entire season, and then we got to like the finals tournament, and we like blew through everybody somehow. It was just like this crazy, like one team forfeited, the other one, their two best players got like injured the day before doing something unrelated. And then so like, we just like breezed through and got to the championship game against the football team, um, which was not a great ending to that. They were all, uh, I was the tallest person on our team. So we have an average height of about like 5'8 on our side of the net. And the t shortest guy on their side was like 5'10. They had an average height of like 6'4, 6'6. Um, the one thing I will say, and I told Kyle I was going to bring this up because I'll bring it up anytime I get a chance. Uh, I spiked it on this one really tall guy. He's like 6'6", you know, this big guy. And I was like, yeah. And then I didn't know who he was until that season when they like called out his name on the starting roster of like Miller Forrestal. And I was like, hey, that's the guy I spiked it on. <laughs> so I will always hold that over him that I spiked the ball on Miller Forrestal. Whether or not he was paying attention is, is irrelevant. But yeah, intramural sports are fun. You should do it. It's a lot of fun just kind of like, just relax and have fun with people and enjoy your college experience and maybe get broken. That's a part of life. So that's all I have. Say get broken. That's part of life. I, I mean, like injuries happen. Um, what, what's your advice? Get broken. Get broken. <laughs> get <Wow>. broken. <laughs> it's intense. Get wrecked. <laughs> but I like how you said, you're like, I'm ready to be done, but like you just bought a house in Tuscaloosa. So you're like, like you're not going that's anywhere. Not college, like you, Kyle. You've committed I, to Tuscaloosa. So yeah. I, yeah. I love Tuscaloosa. Don't get me wrong. I love the city, but <laughs> I have been in college for a very long time, it feels like, <laughs> and I'm ready to not be in college for a time. So. I feel that. I feel it. All right, last question here. Uh, this is for uh, Micah, Logan, Nick, and Heather. Uh, it's if, uh, if you had one bit of advice to give to underclassmen, what would it be? All right, listen up, y'all. All right. Get broken. Uh, <laughs> this is the one that's like a lot of pressure, right? You know, it's like, all right, you have to guide their lives. And I'm like, no, okay. Um, <laughs> I would say, I'm trying to remember what I wrote. Down. Okay. So I would say the biggest thing that I would um, advise underclassmen and like anybody, it's never too late to start, uh, is build your foundation now. So like, especially talking in spiritual terms of, you know, you feel like you have no time right now, but you do have a decent bit of time. It's probably like the most freeing time that you will have um, for the rest of your life. So like take that time and use it to build a foundation that will carry you through the rest of your life. So take that time to be diligent in the word, to get, build that, um, that habit of doing study time in the morning, of praying, of me memorizing scripture, meditating on it, of you know, like fellowshipping with other believers. Really focus on that. Build that foundation now while you're still in your college career. Because one, it'll help you tremendously uh, getting through college and just finding guidance and just trusting in him. Um, trust in God has been like an incredible opening of my eyes, um, even in, up until like the past month when I bought a house. Um, things like that does like, if you don't have that foundation, it's so much harder to, to just like fall back on those things. And remember, it's kind of hard to, um, I've seen the analogy before. It's like, you know, if scripture memory, if scripture is supposed to be our, our arsenal against the enemy and you have memorized John three sixteen, and that's the only thing you have to throw at him, then like you're left with an empty sack. And so it's just like, well, those things. So, uh, yeah, use your time to build your foundation of building habits that are good, like fundamental spiritual disciplines now so that when life does get extremely crazy, you're already in that, you understand the priority and you understand how important it is for you to be able to go day by day and trusting and walking with the Lord. Um, those fundamentals are so important. So 
use your time wisely and just go ahead and start on that. Um, even if you are an upperclassman, it's, it's a good time to start. Um, so I had kind of already been talking about this with my friends and then I got the question from uh, Kyle and I was like, okay, how do I say this without saying don't do your homework? Um, <laughs> so what... I went to like my professor's like final like speech or whatever the other day um, and he said it like really well. He said, um, do what is important, not necessarily what's urgent. Um, so you may have a report coming up, but there may be something that's more important that you do. Um, so focus on that. Don't, don't freak out about grades or about your GPA. I'll tell you guys, I have a job lined up after college and they don't even know my GPA. So like, it's fine. <laughs> like, so, and after your first job, they never see it again. They might mention it if they make a documentary about your life that you had a 4.0, good for you. But like, that's it. <laughs> so, Right, exactly. So, like, don't worry about it. Like, learn. That's what's important is learning the material. Okay, so they might have asked a trick question on the test and you got it wrong. That sucks. But, like, learn the material. Um, and there was something else that I was going to say. Oh, yeah. Just, like, prioritize, like, people um, in this time because, like, this is, like, I... I'm in marketing, I'm in a business school, so we talk a lot about networking and stuff like that. Like, this is a good time to network and have friends for the rest of your life. Um, and that doesn't happen if you make a spreadsheet about how every grade is gonna affect your GPA. It's just not gonna happen. So, just, yeah. So, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Just, like, focus on what's important, not necessarily what's urgent. So, I mean, if what's urgent is important, then do that. Okay, whatever. So, let's talk about spreadsheets. Those are awesome. No, okay. no. <laughs> no I, I think this kind of, this goes off of what Micah and Heather said, like, and... Again, going along with my train of thought that was yesterday. So, um, yeah, really learn perspective. And, and that really comes through, through, you know, growing closer to God. It comes through getting to know him more and, and those spiritual disciplines. And really, I, I just, I, I guess I was thinking we all do a really good job of building pretty extraordinary houses on sand. You know, it's like... Yeah, but that, if everything shifts and falls down, like, it's going to fall down on you. So, like, really the foundation, the foundation is important, and that's where God can build, build you up on his foundation. And that is, that, you can always go back to that. You can always go back to the foundation, and that can give you perspective. Always going back to Jesus, what he said, going back to the Bible, what God has done for, for since the beginning of time. Like, you can go back to that. And that is the, the best perspective that you can ever have. Um, so, yeah, learn perspective. It's pretty cool. So. Yeah, so kind of same song, different verse for me uh, from what's already been said, uh, just in terms of, you know, academics and knowing where your focus is. 
Because um, if I could tell my freshman self one thing, it would just be don't care so much about your grades, about your academics. Because um, that's what I worried about, you know, freshman year and even uh, going on from that is, oh, I have this assignment due. Oh, I have this thing I have to get done by this time, right? And um, I, I think early on, especially, I was really bad about uh, mismanaging my time where <laughs> I would be like, okay, I have this thing due and I have to you know, block out the entire day to make sure I can get that done and I'd miss out on so many different opportunities. Um, so really just take risks with your time, take risks with investing your time. Um, like Heather said, I think that's a great way of putting it is focus on what's important and not urgent. Um, focus on those things with that investing your time in is actually gonna pay off big in the long run, don't you know, put a whole bunch of this time and effort into things that at the end of the day, you know, it's gonna get you maybe 1% on your grade and you're just gonna get now a 98 instead of a 97 or whatever. Because at the end of the day, that doesn't matter. Um, those, those, little, those little tiny gains aren't gonna matter on your grades, but those little gains in the relationships that you make and the friendships you make could be the difference between you getting to have a gospel conversation with someone. It could be the difference between having a lifelong friend um, versus just somebody that you knew from college. Um, it could be the, the difference in having good relationships with your roommates that impact just your, your college experience. So um, focus on investing your time well um, not just investing it in the things you have to get done, but investing it in the things that you should get done. So that's my advice. Awesome. Well, thank you all so much. You all thank them for sharing tonight. I am, uh, I'm super proud of this group and, uh, and not just the seniors here, but all the seniors in this room and just, uh, you guys have been a fantastic uh, class. Really, I'll kind of encompass a couple of classes because you've been here for a little bit extra. Um, but I have some grad school. Yeah. So, um, but man, it's just been such an amazing time to have you all um, be a really a huge blessing to our church. Um, Mike has mentioned this, but like you guys, I think, don't realize how much you guys, just as college students, bring to our entire congregation and like the vibrancy you guys bring, and many of y'all have been a huge part of that, and so we're super thankful for you. You've just been a huge blessing to, to my life and to my family's life, and so we love you guys, and we're so thankful for you. Um, but what we wanna do before we uh, finish up with them tonight and move on to one more thing is we wanna pray for them and for all of our graduating seniors, and so we won't make you stand up or anything again, but I just wanna voice a prayer really quickly for all of our seniors that are graduating, and then we'll move on to one more time of prayer tonight. Okay, so let's pray. Father, I really am, Lord, I know we, we use the word thankful a lot, and we should be a thankful people as Christians, uh, but I really am tremendously thankful for the blessing you have given us and myself in this church of these students, of the time that you have given us really as stewards to have them here with us, that you have brought them uh, really from all parts of the country to be here, and in your sovereignty, you have placed them in our community and we're better for it. And I pray that you've used uh, their time here at this church, their time uh, in this ministry, in this city, that you've used that to make them uh, better followers of you. Um, those that have uh, better perspective now, that they would um, have a greater um, sense of where you're leading them and what you wanna do in their life and through their life, Father. And um, I pray that as they look toward the future, and all the things they may know and already have figured out, and all the things that they may not have figured out, that you would help them uh, to ultimately rest in you, um, to look at the past four or five, six years and your faithfulness here, and let that propel them to um, continue to trust you and obey you 
into the future. Lord, knowing that you're gonna be the same God in the future that you've been in the present and in the past, that you're gonna be just as faithful, that you wanna do um, more than, than they ever could ask or imagine or expect in their lives for your glory. So I pray you give them just a, a posture of trust. They would know that we're praying for them, that we're so thankful for them. And that like we've, we've said before here, they're always gonna have a home here at ABC. Lord, we love you. We love them. We're thankful for them. Pray in Christ's name, amen.